Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Let Us Sip. And it's your girl, Brittany. It's your girl, Kaylani. And Trophy Sophie here. And we are back with another episode. What's up, ladies? How y'all been? What's up, girl? Nothing much. The world got some terrible news this week, so... It's funny. Well, it's actually crazy that, um, unfortunately, we ended up losing a basketball icon, Kobe Bryant, because uh, we was actually going to do a topic on grieving anyway. And um, it's unfortunate. Like, I mean, I don't know the man personally, but um, like I've been a fan of his since I was a kid. Like, right. Yeah, like I moved to Virginia and me and my father bonded off of sports. Like I was his son. So, you know, that's how I ended up becoming more familiar with his career. And I will only watch him play. So, like, you know, those golden years of the Lakers winning championships back to back. Like that shit, you know, it meant it meant something. So, yeah. Yeah, like, I, it, it fucked me up. I ain't even gonna hold y'all. Like, I was, like, I used to be infatuated with the man. Like, I know his whole story about how he lived in Italy and how he worked to get to where he is. I memorized his birthday. I was, like, a real groupie. Like, that's the only person I think I was ever a groupie for. But, um, like, it, it's, it's horrible. Then the fact that, you know, that man, he, he was just going to a basketball practice with his daughter and she never she's not gonna be able to live out her life her life was cut short the other kids on the plane like it's just so unfortunate that you know that happened like yeah i don't know how true this is um somebody told me that reports you know more and more of the story is coming out Uh and i was told that tmz posted it before the family was even notified i heard the same thing too his wife found out via social media yeah yes they said i was told that they went to church that sunday morning and i don't know how true that is but if that was the situation Mm mm-hmm it's just like at least they got they they last you know moments like you know what I mean with God before they went to heaven like like, like they just that, they spent time with each other they had that family moment yeah and I just really always you know admired their bond you know and. Like, I'm a daddy's girl, too. I'm not going to lie. But mm-hmm. their bond is just like, yo, I'm not going to lie. I was really, like, crying, you know? Right. I and- told my dad he was, like, really crying. It's just, like, a sad, sad situation. And then when it was notified that he passed away with his daughter... You know, like anybody, especially if they have a child, even if you don't, if you have a heart, it's just like, oh. Yeah. Like, I remember when, well, when I first got the news, I just happened to look on TMZ 
and that was their the most recent post and i was like get the fuck out of here like i was praying and hoping that that was a joke but unfortunately tmz they don't get too much wrong all the time so like i had started to look at different outlets and stuff to see if they reposted and i haven't seen i didn't see anybody else you know how the timeline light up so Mm -hmm. i i didn't see anything so i was like well maybe this was just a lie maybe this was just a hoax and then i started to see like the shade room posted um hollywood unlocked posted and i was like oh shit this shit is real and like i just kind of jumped off of social media because i i really didn't want to see it Cause I was actually the same way. Like when uh, Nipsey Hussle passed away, I didn't, I didn't want to see all of that on the timeline, especially since he lost his life so tragically. So I'm like, you know, let me just jump out and maybe it'll be like, oh yeah, my bad, y'all. We lied. They didn't die. Right. But mm-hmm. when I got back, oh, I think I got back on like maybe two hours later. And then that's when I see everybody posting. I'm like, this just can't be real. And that's when I saw that his daughter passed away too. And then the fact that one of the families, um, it was a mother and a father and the daughter, they were in the helicopter as well. So their yeah. two older kids are left with no parents. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't even imagine that, like, it getting that phone call, having it, like, and they're teenagers. So right. I don't know what the hell I would do. Crazy. And you don't even know, like, what's going through their minds during the helicopter, you know, crashing. Like, you know, like, their last word, like, you just, it's just so devastating. Like, and even still talking about it now, it's like I'm still have like, like full of disbelief. Like, it's no way in hell that this man passed away and out of and you know, every time like you, you can't even probably count how many times he got on the helicopter. Right, because he used it regularly to avoid traffic. Yeah. So it's it's crazy to, to cut out time from you know him not seeing his family, picking his kids up, mm-hmm. you know, doing like things that he never really had a chance to do because he was so dedicated to this sport, you know, and it it's just so sad. Like yeah, like that's one thing that I really always admired about him was his determination and like his his will like just his greatness on he had his mind focused on something and he did that shit like he was just yeah he was just excellent with executing those goals and like he wanted five rings that nigga was not gonna stop bum knee everything he was not gonna stop until he got all five rings and that nigga did that shit so it's it's crazy it's unfortunate so our hearts go out to their family and the other people, shoot, the pilot's family, everybody's pilot, family on that. Everybody, yes. Right. Oh. So and we're not we're not gonna keep it too too sad and somber this episode. We're gonna try to get you guys in better spirits. But um we definitely wanted to tackle 
um, the topic of grieving, especially, uh-huh. you know, we're not even out of fucking January. Yeah. And all of it's been, it feels like it's been a rough year and we only still in January. Hell yeah. We should be it's celebrating so Cinco much. de Mayo now. Shit. Seriously, it's been so much stuff going on and ever it's just too much going on, man. We got this virus, it's all over the place from China. The coronavirus. Yeah, Seriously, we're not even talking we got about beer. This earthquake that just <laughs> happened between Jamaica and like, yo, it's too much happening, man. Yes, yeah, the much. end of days. And then they got the video of how the coronavirus even came about. Like, they're drinking, like, back soup and... Let me tell you bitches something. You bitches <sighs> in love Canal Street. It's being passed <laughs> through the mail, too, man. Stay away man. from them fake-ass bags, them fake-ass Balenciaga, all of that. Stay away from that shit, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's such an epidemic, but the flights are still moving. Like, bruh, hold on. Y'all got some shit going on over here. Let's quarantine, cordial, like what we need to do, what we need to do while flight's still moving. Right. Oh, they get on the plane, they scan your eye and shit. Oh, you good. I'm like, well, damn, what if I wasn't? The picture had, it was the humans wrapped up like it was male. Like they had plastic over them. Oh, you seen the person that was on quarantine, right? I seen that. I was like, oh shit. It's like a fucking, it was an incubator, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll opt out. (laughs) Stay my ass here. So before we move on to the topic, um, I wanted to still have the sip of the week. Um, The sip of the week this week is going to be the word grieving. So if this is your first time listening, every time we say the word grieving, y'all niggas need to drink. And let's go ahead and get into the topic. Let's do it. The five steps of grieving. And I'm going to mention the five steps and then we're going to break down the definition and whatnot, right? So we have denial. Anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So, you know, denial, if you define denial, is the action of declaring something to be untrue. Um, It's very often that when somebody dies, you experience denial. Like, that's the first thing that pops up because you don't want to believe it, right? So been plenty of times that I still sometimes I'm in denial of my cousin passing away and I catch myself calling him you know or I catch myself like seeing something and attempting to text him you know and even though I was at his funeral when you're used to talking to somebody often it's kind of hard to regulate like you know in your mind Mm-hmm. That they're really gone, you know. And I've realized that, like, you know, two months is still not enough time sometimes, you know. Yeah. And then, um, have you ladies ever felt like you've been in denial? I think so. I think, like, just like it says, it's, it's like the, the part, that's the part one. Like, nah, this ain't happening. Because I know for me, like, I have a family, fortunately, that we don't have, like, a lot of young deaths for the most part. Most of the people that passed away recently is from cancer. But ultimately, 
we don't have like every two years. You know, some people, their family die every year. They got like four bodies, three bodies, crazy shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, my family, they be rocking out till old, old, old age. So, but even with, with my grandmother passing, she had passed on the, the April 1st, April Fool's. So it was even more like, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Y'all play too much. Nana ain't go nowhere. Y'all play all day. But I think mm-hmm. that is definitely, that's definitely part one of it all. I've experienced the denial portion um, more so when I was younger. Because I had an uncle that I was really, really close with. He lived with us. Um, shit, he taught me how to jump rope and defend myself at one point. So me and him had a real close bond. So um, we didn't even know he was sick. He died of cancer as well. Um, so I remember him being around. And then one day he was in the hospital and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, Uncle Gene's sick. He'll be fine. And then I, he came to my house once he got out the hospital. And he couldn't really talk. But he was still finding a way to whisper and talk shit. So I'm like, all right, here he go with the bullshit. You know, I didn't think much of it. I laughed with him, hugged him. And then the next time I seen him, he couldn't talk at all. So that was like, it caught me off guard. He went from talking shit on the low to not being able to speak at all because they actually, he had a throat cancer. So they ended up having to take his tongue out. So I'm sitting here looking at this man that I looked at as another father figure and all he can communicate, only way he can communicate is through his little whiteboard. And I'm telling you, like he went from being a healthy size to fucking skin and bones and this is like going like maybe a month this is going on and then eventually one day my mother came to pick me up from my grandmother's house because when all of this was going on I spent a lot of time with my grandmother she picks me up and she's like oh okay we're gonna we're going home so I'm like well before we go home the hospital right there let's go see uncle Gene." and she just closed the door so she comes to get in the car and I'm like, well, why we can't go? And she was like, he died. And when he, when she told me that, that shit hit like bricks. And I was just like, what? Like, and then what hurt even more is me being, I think I was about seven or eight, but I never had the full closure to say goodbye, to actually grieve. I hadn't even get to see his body. Next time I seen him, he was in the fucking box. They cremated him, no funeral, no nothing. And wow. he's sitting on my he's sitting on my aunt freezer in the back room. So yes, I, I experienced a lot of denial because there was never no real closure. Right. So that brings it to the second word anger. And um a lot of times people have that question, why is this happening to me? Or why did this happen to this person that I love? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you start questioning God. And the definition of anger is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. And even when my grandfather passed away, like, I remember being so angry oh my goodness like 
it was going into my senior year of high school. So it was really big. Like, you know, he wanted to teach me how to drive. He wanted to get me. He was very prideful of being the first one to get me my first car. You know, visiting me in Virginia. And then all I know is he's in the hospital. You know, he was saying his stomach was hurting or something like that. And I remember seeing him in the hospital. He came home. And I'm going right back to the hospital. Next time I heard, you know, I just hear my mom screaming, like, the top of her lung. And we found out he passed away. We just was speaking to him. I just seen him two days ago. So I remember, like, immediately just, now I'm, like, being sad. Like, I was just angry. Like, how? Like, how did this happen? How could this happen right now? Like, you know what I mean? I'm about to go to college, like, this is not the time right now, you know? And even, like, when my aunt Dot passed away from cancer and then losing my cousin to cancer again, like, I was just like, damn, like, I was just angry for my family. Like, we almost, not saying, like, even got past it, but, like, you know, we got to the point where, like, we was functioning properly again, like, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, we got whacked. I just felt like we just got whacked again. And then the week prior losing my cousin, you know, losing Pat. It was just like, you know, the cancer. It was like the word cancer, I still get a little angry, you know? So sometimes I feel like you can be at all five stages at the same time. Sometimes, you know, like. Depending on the day. Depending on the day, right. Or it can be something that probably like, damn, I just wish I could call that person real quick. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why you ever hear that line, I wish heaven had a phone. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think really that's what it'd be for humans. Like, even if you can't physically see someone, because you have family members that live out of the country or a different part of the country. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you just need to talk to them. Even if I can't see you, let me just speak to you again. Right. Real quick. You know? And you answer back. Yeah. And it's like and I and I sit and I I mean, for me particularly, I don't think I never be that angry person of it all because I'm one of those people that solely believe like when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. We all all of us we just want to just lay down and die. But that's not reality. It have to be murders, it have to be people that's commit like it, it has to happen. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I think the way people die also sometimes has a lot to do with how the people, the family or whatever take it. Too. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't mind. I don't want none of my loved ones to pass away, you know, but that's life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be one day I'm going to pass away. I'm be very, you know, it's going to be devastating to people that love me. Right. You that's know? one thing but, that is promised. <laughs> we all going to go. We know my we know whole thing Uncle is like Sam when people go out. <laughs> Uncle yes. Sam coming from them taxes and you're gonna die. Those are two things that are guaranteed in life. Everything else could be up in the air. But those mm-hmm. two, oh, it's going down. So would y'all wanna yeah. know your death day? No. You wouldn't wanna know? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. What if they be like all right tomorrow? That's why I don't wanna know. <laughs> 
today is gonna. You know what I'm gonna do today? You got one. You gonna suck that dick from the back? I mean, that's right. Y'all drink. Grieving, grieving, grieving. Get something good. Grieving, grieving, grieving. That's a normal thing here. But yeah, I think I, I think I would wanna. I think I would wanna know. Like, yeah, as long as it's not tomorrow, I think I'm, I might be slightly curious because that may be the push that I need to help me to actually take care of certain things that I just kind of refuse to touch at this point. Mm-hmm. I think someone even opening up that question to you, even if you're initially your mind like, no, it'll trip you out from that day going forward. Like, shit, I should have fucking said I should have took that date. <laughs> right. No, I think you'll be bugging the fuck out even afterwards. Yeah, but remember, because, like, even though life is short, it also can be long as fuck. They could have fucked up your paperwork and told you a death date, and that shit was wrong, too. Uh Uh-huh, and here you are, (laughs) super blowing the bag, and now you're going to be popped and still living on Earth when that's a coin left to your name. Like, I don't like that. Right, sitting there with the IE ass face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Definitely, man. I don't think I've never been angry. I'm, I'm always, I'm always more hurt than anything. Mm-hmm. Anger be like, I don't know. Anger, I get angry for certain shit, but when it comes to death, I just be hurt. Like, dang. See, the thing is, like, you know, it's a difference of like losing somebody like of old age, or you know, sometimes I could be at peace with certain things. Right. If they, but like when somebody are living a that. regular life, and then two days later they find something, and then drastic. Like, see, the reason why it's so traumatizing for me is because the people that I lost, it was so fast. Like you know, it was just like instant uh-huh. type of thing. Like how Brittany was talking about Uncle June, like. You know, it was just a little, nobody was really prepared for it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, especially like my aunt died, like to see her in November and she passed away December. It was just like, and every day it was just like, you know, you can't do nothing about it, especially when that, th- that disease of cancer, you know, no hug is going to fix it. Nothing is going to fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it's just out of your, your it's control, just, it's, it's yeah, up. it's out of your control. Sometimes, like, of course, I love God. Like, I, I truly believe that nothing is really a coincidence. But sometimes, like, it's nothing wrong. And I, even when I told the girls that I used to minister, like, you know, it's nothing wrong with questioning God and like, or or being upset. You know, like. Mm-hmm. it's all right like you know that's the part of life too and he understands that like sometimes we're not going to understand it but like sometimes we try not to lean on um understanding but just for god's you know this is this is well like what fucked me up is last year I, that's why i was so over 2019 mm-hmm. last year i lost three people four for yeah. one year, yeah, and it's like it's been a while since I had deaths, but I'm I had deaths on my father's side of the family and my mother's side. Um, so you know, in the event 
that you all that we do pass and when we do pass what do y'all think people are gonna say about y'all like I really think that people are going to always have good things to say about me because I try to always give people their flowers while they're alive. Mm-hmm. So I always, you know, try to end a phone call like, all right, I love you later. You know, like, mm-hmm. to, you know, not just because Kobe Bryant passed away. Like, one thing, I'm not going to lie, it was really irritating even hearing, like, you know, <laughs> love on your loved ones. That's something that you should be prone to from birth right it shouldn't have to take nobody else to die exactly like that's something that you you're supposed to be like born and raised to know like you know like Mm -hmm. love on your loved ones just check in on your loved ones like text them hey what's up like you know and it's just so unfortunate many people that don't talk to their loved ones you know Mm -hmm. and that's saying i get to talk to all of them i have a lot of family like have a lot you know but you know when you do see them just making sure that you're present you know right like another thing that I thought about too is what the hell is my obituary gonna say when I lost my mother-in-law my my brain what I thought about a lot was what the hell am I gonna put on this page that they gonna read about me when I'm laying in this box like I don't want to just be Oh, she lived. She was born. This who this who these the people who made her. She hung around for a little while, then she died. And these are her family members. Like I, nah. like you know I was. Uh huh. For me, that I always be like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lot of fucked up people in the world. But when they die, they they always gonna dress it up, and that's just what it is. So I think it's more about you just living on the, this planet. Got to be right within yourself. Because mm-hmm. that obituary is always going to look good, my nigga. Nah. Oh my, no one, no one never, <laughs> never goes to hell. Like, you never hate, you never see nobody like, yo, he did some foul shit. I don't know if he made it through them heaven doors. Everyone's <laughs> always going to heaven. Nah, Everyone's nah, going. nah, nah, nah. Oh, some I know people, that. I know some that. people I question. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh, I do too. But publicly, it's always, oh, yes, he's with the Lord now. Like, my, do you realize how many people he manned out? What Lord is he with? <laughs> grieving, grieving. Grieving, grieving, right. <laughs> what? Him? That grimy nigga? Grieving, 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 grieving. But I wanted my obituary to say, like, well, you know, she worked here. Then she said, fuck them niggas. She started her own business. She traveled. You know, I wanted to be full. Like that middle, those two paragraphs in the middle, I want to mean something. Right. So I like just knowing how fun loving my mother-in-law was and how all she wanted to do was live her life and do her little thing she had on her list of shit she wanted to do for herself and just, right. you know, she she didn't want much. She didn't want much at all. So just knowing that, it kind of just lit the fire under my ass. Like, bitch, you need to be doing something. Right. You got two paragraphs yeah. that you need to fill up. So you need to get on your shit because obviously, shit, we ain't got the time that we all think we got. Mm-hmm. I be think when I be going to funerals and shit, like just I think it's more not even about the write up. When people be talking like people that knew that person for years, that's how you really know what it's hitting for. Mm-hmm. 
You feel what I'm saying? Like, like how it was at, at her funeral, and they like, yo, I don't want nobody here crying because that's not what she would have wanted. You feel what I'm saying? And that was her. Right. So it, it came off in the funeral, not even about the tape, but the people that genuinely knew her for years, you could tell just the type of person she actually was. Right. And even with my grandmother, she was a freak joint. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Pastor lady, freak joint. And yeah. then it just so happened, the pastor it is, that she used to do her back and forth and flirt and all that. He the one that, pat, like, he was the one that was talking over her casket so everybody in there was like we know she happy we know Nelly happy because he the one talking over her <laughs> you feel what I'm saying yeah. I think that those funerals you could just tell when shit be fake right like, no that wasn't a life shoot my mother-in-law was a G she had all her biddies in there <laughs> <laughs> fire yeah. that's all it is that everybody was respectful life. ain't nobody say shit everybody fell in that's line sweet. that's all so we done fell off what's what's uh what's the other what's number three in the grieving uh phase was it phases of grieving mm-hmm. bargaining. Yeah. bargaining you want to break that one down so yeah bargaining is you know that make this not happen and in return i'll so-and-so if you you always hear people they be like God could could have took my life and leave them here, shit like that. And I hear that often. I'd be like, but it wasn't your time, right? I mean, it sounds good. I get where you're coming from because I would have did do, want to do the same thing for family members that passed, but that that's just not reality. Like, don't sell your soul to the devil, trying to get somebody that's passed away to come back. That's not gonna happen. It's just not. Right, okay. shit. They better off. Exactly. They're a whole lot better off, and you two will find out. When it's your time. Until then, sit your ass down. Now, that... I never really felt that way. No, never did. I I was trying to think. I was like, no, the bargaining. No, no. I never did either. I've never was one of those people to give up the good for... You know, like, people be like, I'll sell my soul for this. this I I wasn't... Just in general, I'm just not that type of person. Like, either it's going to happen or it's not. Mm -hmm. It ain't no bargaining with the devil. And then growing up and, you know, realizing the consequences to a lot of shit, uh, I may not be too quick to go ahead and sell my soul because now you think about the people that you leave behind that's really close to you. Do you think that they can actually take you being gone? Right. Like me. Just like, just like you can't stomach it. It's people that love you just the same like you love that person. Right. And they're not going to be able to stomach it either. Exactly. And I'm like, shit, I got a kid. Like, I can't imagine the look on his face if, you know, I wanted to be selfish and take place, take somebody else's place, and now you're without a mother. Right. Right. So, I mean, we fight like cats and dogs, but I can't leave my homie out here like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, I did have another question. Like the since we all live in the technology world, you know everything is a password here, password there. If anything was to happen to y'all, who would you want to have your passwords to all your shit? I got on Facebook. They have some joint that you could set up before you pass away. Like I got mine set up for my cousin. <laughs> Dead ass. So if it is, she, if it is, I pass away. 
she gonna have she could have access to it to put whatever memorial whatever however she want to freak it off but ultimately <laughs> i left it over like it's, it's a portion of these social media sites now that lets it in case something happens to you so and so can we'll get emailed or so and so will email them and let them know and then there is like some word cold word or something mm-hmm. and then they have access to your account so what about your nudes in your phone Who's going to have the password to that? She know my password to that, too. I told her she better roof this bitch, yo. <laughs> roof. Roof. Roof this bitch. Nigga said, just in case you start coughing, nigga start deleting DMs and shit. Right. I just, you know what it is. I, I, for, you, for, life is short but long, but short but long. But for me, social media always puts it into context of how short it could actually be. Like, when it is that someone be posting RIP so-and-so and I'm just a nosy person, I click the page. And just to see them post two hours before, 30 minutes before, I'll be like, God damn. Right. You just posted 30 minutes ago and you gone. Yeah, but I just good. don't. I just don't like that. You never say you love me. And don't be underneath my post. I swear to God, y'all, y'all hear me. Put this down on record. I will come and haunt every single one of you people because they people love doing that on the internet. They on the last picture, like you never even likes none of my pictures. Wow. And I just think <laughs> it's creepy too because um, they can't read it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> When just go back, and steal my picture and post it on your page. Shit. Just, and don't put them little funky ass wings and clouds and shit behind me either. But yeah, don't. Oh, yeah. Then, no, when, no, when, no. When it be like their anniversary or the death and they be underneath the picture like, oh, y'all, they logging on. Right. Okay, they can see this. Is that, I don't know if you've seen it, Brittany, because you over there, but you come back to the hood every so often too. You ever seen them, the gym chains with the plastic big square that's laminated of the picture and people be wearing them around their neck like, bruh. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to the next one, which is depression. I'm too sad to do anything. Have you guys ever dealt with that part of grieving? Story time? Yes, I have. Story. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready fully to share that story. Because it, it still, I guess, it shocked a lot of people because I was so young. But um, I was definitely depressed when my uncle passed away. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll spare y'all the details. Have you been depressed, though? For me, when I'm depressed, I'm like more of a runaway type of person. Like, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to deal with none of this shit. Like, no. And like, so when it wasn't my grandmother had passed away, that's why it's like, like, I've been at funerals for babies. You feel what I'm saying? And here go my grandmother. She was just like a couple days shy off of being 100 years old. So the pain to me is still the same. I think it's more about who it is that passed away mm-hmm. because she's about to be 100. Of course, we knew that she was on her way out of here. Uh-huh. Like every time it is that I had a, a shirt that had some words on it because she was in a nursing home for the last past couple of the, the end in the final couple of years that she was here and she would always read my shirt. So the, the, the day, the last day I seen her before she passed away, she was laying in the bed and I seen her eyes going back and forth like she wanted to read it. 
but she just didn't have that in her for her to even say it. Mm-hmm. So it was just weird to me, like, yo, you always, and she always talking smack. You hear me? That's why I said she, she was one of them, always talking to the to the dying day that she could have actually talked. Like, she used to be like, Sophie, you're not married, right? It's a nice man in here. Or, or if it's a, <laughs> a lady nurse, she don't care. She'll just lay there, let them take the blood. She's just laying there. Let it be a guy. Them eyes is going to open. You hear me? She needs to look. <laughs> she needs to see what's happening <laughs> when a man is She hot in the pants. Yes, what? She was, she was Miss Hot in the Pants. But for for that, because she was like, like I grew up in Queens most of, for, for majority of my life for the most part, she was around me or I lived with her. You feel what I'm saying? So when it was that she passed away, everything about New York City reminded me of her. I didn't want to be here. I was in Texas. I went to Florida. I was in Atlanta. I went to Los Angeles. I was in Atlantic City. Everything about New York reminded me of her because she was almost 100. So I've done been all over the place with her for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, just didn't, I just didn't want to be here. So it was even like with my job and all this other corny shit. They was giving me a hard time. Like, yo, listen, you talking about this grieving time and how many days I have off. I don't even want to be here. You lucky I even walked into this place. I don't care nothing about how many days of bereavement I have. Talk me up, write me up, fire me up, however y'all want to do it. Because I ultimately don't even want to be here. Mm-hmm. But, that, but that, that's how it is that I deal with depression. I just won't deal with it. I don't even want to be around it. That's me. I like, deal with I a just, lot of stuff like that. I just don't totally want to be bothered. Leave it alone. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. But it just so happened that during that time, I started talking to somebody, whatever the case might be. But just us interacting started making me want to be around in the town. That's why I said, even though whatever it is that me and whoever go through, I always do believe everyone meets somebody for a reason. Like, we don't just run into each other for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that that's how it is I deal with depression. I don't even want to deal with this shit. I be hurt to the core. I just can't deal with this shit right now. Um, you guys ever heard, of course, um, Solange Cranes in the Sky? Actually, yes. Yes, and every time it reminds me, like, you know, with the whole grieving, you know, I try to drink it away, like, you know, I try to change it with my hair, like, those words are just so powerful, mm-hmm. because it's just so real, like, you know, sometimes you buy a new outfit, you know, you try to do all these little things, even keeping yourself busy sometimes and thinking that's what you're supposed to do, you know, and mm-hmm. instead of just going through that emotion, yeah. like, okay, things aren't okay right now, like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not be okay. That's what yes. people gotta realize that. Yes. Like, we, 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 it, we human, man. It's Instagram that's fucking everything up because it's like, you see somebody doing all these good things, but you don't see the bad days. You know, nobody really likes to post the bad days. Like, you know, nothing's going on right now, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm getting over some. I'm trying to get over a hump in my life right now, you know, like a death. Right. I tell That's my what? husband that all the time. Like, I know you're not all right. Yeah. So say it. If I ask you how you doing... Say I'm not good. You know, I'm this is like brand new for brand new for both of us because we never thought either one of us would lose a parent. Out of yeah. all the things like we had a shitty first year of marriage. 
We'll put it out there. I asked a bunch of married people. They said the first three years are pretty shitty. So this is what it is. So all you people out here, like you said, everybody posting on Instagram. Oh my gosh, I love this shit. No, it's a lot of fucking work. Mm-hmm. So they don't post the bad days. Exactly. You know, and not everybody experienced, you know, rough passes in the beginning. Sometimes it could be ten years in. Right. You know, we and we're looking at and- we're looking at ten years. We'll be together ten years next month. And we're just trying to celebrate one year of fucking marriage and everything that could go wrong was going wrong. I don't even know where the hell we are at on the grieving chart, but you know, I just try. Cause like, I don't know what to say. I haven't been in that predicament. So I'm never going to tell him, Oh, you need to get over it. It's been X amount of time. Right. So like, I just tell him like, yeah. if you need to talk, I may not have words, but I have ears. Because I can't say, oh, you know, it'll be okay. Because it's not going to be okay. The sad part. It's never going to be okay. Right. The sad part is, it's like, you know, I know he loves me. And I know, you know, the love that he has for me is different than what he has for his mother, which is perfectly fine. But the shit that hurts and kills me every day is there's nothing I can do. Right. He can be happy, yeah. but then all of a sudden something may trigger him. Trigger something, right? right. And then right. it's like I can stand on my head and walk around with fucking fish on my feet and balls in my mouth, and he still won't feel better. Right. So it's yeah. just like you know what it is that I always say for stuff like this though is that he gonna go through it, but people gotta give when when it's couples together they gotta give if it's the the wife that's going through it they gotta get a husband support too because the husband or the wife they got their own life going on and they trying to take on the burden of their partner you right. feel what i'm saying and a lot of times the wife get drowned out or the husband get drowned out like hold on because they not only got to be good for them they got to be good for their partner too mm-hmm. it's exactly. a lot of work it's a lot of work on both ends and it's like right. i've dealt with you know having a significant other and a family member passing but that that situation wasn't a good situation for either one of us because unfortunately his cousin was murdered and he was real close to his cousin so you know I tried to be there but I kind of got ghosted like it was just a real fucked up situation so like it put my my gates up because I was nervous that the same thing was going to happen because like you know even though that that was that boy's cousin. This is this man's mother. This is a whole different playing field. Like her passing away felt like she passed the baton over to us to be grown ups now. Like right. there's no more kids. Like we had to do shit that we watched them do as children. Right. So yeah. like this whole situation is scary. And then on top of that, we still gotta try to be there for each other. And we don't even know how to fucking do this shit. Right, that's what it is. Regardless how old you are, your parent is always your safety net. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like you always mm-hmm. know if you hop off of this trampoline, they're gonna be there for you. Right. So that's a big. It's it's a big thing for just to know that you no longer have that. That's why I said, my nigga, y'all some strong individuals, man. Because ultimately, yeah. like you, I, I don't know what the fuck I do. And and I mean, everybody always thinks like that, but you gotta figure it out. Like you have mm-hmm. to. The thing is with grieving, like my dad, my grandmother. God bless her soul. I never had the opportunity to meet her. 
she passed away when my dad, I want to say he was like around 10 or 11. She passed away on Christmas Day, you know, so like around the month of December, it's always been hard for my dad. Christmas has always been hard for him to get through, you know, and this is something that he's been dealing with for decades. Because mm-hmm. normally, I think with death, it either do one or two things. You never know middle ground. Either it's going to bring people closer together or it's going to separate them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't, I, don't, I don't never see no middle ground with it. But that that's what the time is that you're supposed to put all the bullshit on to the side. You feel what I'm saying? I've been had cousins and stuff that we wasn't even on talking. We wasn't talking at all like, no, you fool. No, no. <laughs> but once it is that it went down, I don't give a fuck about none of that. What's up? You good? And that's what it is that people got to get to. Because the shit, it, it, certain shit is just not even worth it. It really isn't. Yeah. So with life being so short, um, do y'all have a death plan? So this is what we're going to do for mine, right? So it's going to be a little celebration. <laughs> First of all, if it is that you know me like that, you know what my favorite movie is, which is Home Alone, okay? So that's going to be the password to get into the party of Sophia's life. If it is that you don't know at that door what my favorite movie is, clearly wasn't close enough. So you should not be in that funeral. And that's how mine is going to go. <laughs> they can freestyle the rest. You just make sure at that door <laughs> they know what my favorite movie is. I always say, I'm like, listen... When I go out, I'm going out like a boss. Like, I want everybody to pull up in their best fit. Don't go to work. You're taking up the whole day. Everybody be lit. I don't want to hear no dumb shit. Don't come bring no, because I'm going to haunt you. That's the fact. Like, don't bring no ghetto shit to my uh, market. I always used to tell my family, because my family is, like, big on being that people, for the most part, are older, and they know how it could possibly affect them health-wise if they know, like, their kid died or whatever, whatever, whatever. So while my grandmother, because she was in the nursing home for a while, I think, like, maybe two of her kids passed while she was in the nursing home, or one daughter and, I think, one brother or two brothers. So she would ask for them, and we always, well, I'm not me, because I ain't say shit. But my aunts and them used to be like, oh, yeah, they're fine, they're fine. I'm like, yo, let me tell y'all something. I always used to pull them in the hallway. Let me tell y'all something. If I pass away, my nigga, before Nana, and y'all don't let her know I died, I'm hunting all of y'all niggas. I don't give a fuck. Grieving, 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 (laughs) grieving. You better tell her. (laughs) Well, shoot. Since, Since I worked at a funeral home, I got to see a lot of unfortunate situations where people die and niggas ain't got no money. They ain't got no health insurance, excuse me, not health insurance, no life insurance, no money in the bank. And this was before there was a fucking GoFundMe. So niggas be out there looking stupid. So, I mean, it's been funerals where, you know, I guess the person didn't want to be cremated, but the family could not afford a plot to put their ass in the ground. So, unfortunately, they had to take the cheaper route and get cremated. So, by me witnessing a lot of those situations, I actually, you know, started to even tell my mother because I found out that there's 
a company called Preplan. And you're able to actually plan your own funeral, mm-hmm. pick your own plot, and you basically, you put down, I think at that time, the deposit, I think was like 500 or 250 But you put the deposit down, and they send your paperwork to that company, and you just pay on it every month like a bill. Mm-hmm. So by the time anything happens... Your shit is already paid for. They already know this is what you want. It's the color casket you want. These are the people that you don't want there. But that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. But um, I had looked into the option of doing like a mausoleum. Because I'm like, I really don't want to be in the ground. And I know how that shit goes with the cremation. I don't think I'll opt out of that. So, you know, I started to talk to my mother about that, but now it's conflicting because originally I wanted to be buried with my mother and father because I'm like, you know, this was our family. This is where our legacy started. But now, you know, my father has another wife. My mother has a husband. I have a husband. So I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work. All three of us being together, where would our spouses and his, my father's daughter, you know, everybody else's children go. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a plan. What? I think I might just donate myself, and no, I want to no, go no, to the no. body museum. <laughs> oh. Y'all niggas can I come and see me. He donated his brain too. Well, I think they took that shit because they wanted For to research. see what the hell was going on with his ass. Because he was the America's dumbest criminal. That's another thing, like, you know... I think that's vital importance now, especially for, well, for, for like, our age group or whatever the case might be. I think that's very important as far as having life insurance. Is that A lot of companies do now have that you opt in, and they got some, a couple, like, 10000 or something for you. But ultimately, life insurance, what people don't realize, life insurance be cheap as fuck. That's why I be hating going to see on people pages, and they live in all this uh, extravagant lifestyle, and you don't have no life insurance. And now here your family go, even artists. We know artists that did the same thing. Now mm-hmm. here your family go begging for money from strangers or having fish fries because it ain't right. Right. And even even for our age, being in life insurance is so cheap for the most part. So cheap for the most part. As long as you're not like 9000 because we went through that with my grandmother. No one had life insurance for her. But like, it's like when I was living with her, I'm like, I was like 20, 21 for the most part. I think I stopped living with my grandmother when I was maybe like 24. So I, my mind wasn't about no life insurance at that time. But I think as a child... Even as an adult children that we are now, it ultimately is your job to make sure that your parent is either paying for their life insurance and on top of it, or for you to come out that bag for them. Because it, it is what it is. Like, you, you're yeah. going to be jammed up if it is that you don't do it, and, and now you don't have the money for it. My grandmother was, like, probably 92 years old. Now everybody like, oh, let's get life insurance. I'm like, bruh, she's 92. You know how much we're going to be paying a month? $4,000. Like, they know she's on her way out of here. Right. And then she can't even get whole life insurance. She got to get turned because of her age. Exactly. And that shit will be a billion dollars a Mm -hmm. month. Like, they know she possibly at 92. They thinking she probably got three more months left. You know how much they're going (laughs) to Right. My, um, like, when I was 21, yeah, about 21, 22, and I got my life insurance policy on myself, like you said, it's mad cheap. It was $14 a month. 
exactly. And then I had to ask my um, employer because, of course, your employer, most jobs, they do take life insurance policies out on you through their group right. plan. But I had to ask, well, what if I leave this job? Yeah, then you know, it can I still have it? But fortunately, because I worked in the hospital, they were able to, you know, give me that. They just said, well, you just got to pay it on your own. That's fine. Right. I'm like that. You know, that's not bad. I'm like, that's why I was I wasn't really stressing, like having a big funeral. I don't want you to waste all this money and you can't see me. I would rather you, you know, spend a decent amount, nothing crazy. Pay off the house and take care of your bills. Because obviously I'm worth more dead than I am alive, unfortunately. So the fifth um, stage of grieving is acceptance. Okay, the agreement with or belief in the idea, opinion, or explanation. A lot of people normally say, I'm at peace with what has happened. Um, A lot of times... When you finally reach that point, you know, and actually mean it, you know, that's when you know that you have finally reached the very end of the cycle. And have you ladies actually came in terms with people that you lost, like, acceptance? No. Uh Uh-uh. You just learned how to live with it? Yeah. That's why that whole time's here all wounds, I don't believe it. I swear to God, it's like it's certain people that's in your life that is just a shelter for you, and, and that's just what they was. It's like when you go on, uh, under a tunnel and it's raining super hard, and then you under the tunnel and it's nothing. You feel that me? Then you home. come back out and it's just pouring. Like that's how you feel when that person left out of your life, and, and it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just goes from raining consistently to maybe mm-hmm. spot checks, mm-hmm. maybe a little drizzle. Grieving, 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 grieving. Get something to drink. Do you guys believe that grief um, change relationships? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm I'm also pretty stubborn. So if I don't fuck with you before somebody died, I'm going to uphold that. You know, I, I hate when, you know, everybody is getting those endorphins and they feeling lovey-dovey because you know we're celebrating the loss of someone and you know everybody start making those empty promises and shit like that no keep it 100 let's not let's not do that because we're in the mood because you give them a week or two and everybody's going back to real life right if it's fake Mm -hmm. keep it yeah because i know people that something happened something somebody passed away whatever and they meant like they they've been solid since that happened mm-hmm. if it's fake i don't want it right. if you genuinely like you know what we're gonna try and work on this relationship and, and that's what the thing about relationship when people be all up in the mood of somebody passing away they want to be bff that same day like that's not reality y'all wasn't fucking mm-hmm. with each other like mm-hmm. that so it can possibly go back to what it was but it is going to take time and both parties gonna have to work on that which a lot of people just don't do. So if it's fake, keep it, please. <laughs> and millions of sit down with family members. We at Donko. We at all of these sexy things. And like, oh, we gonna get back. <laughs> and we'll be in a group chat for the first five days and never speak again. That's what had happened. Yeah. So I mean, I I just like to stay solid on certain things. If I meant it. If I said it, I meant it, and I'm going to keep it that way. Like, you know, I'll be cordial. Ain't no beef. I just don't fuck with you. 
Right. <laughs> That's that. Right. Do you believe in going to counseling? Of course. You know what the thing is, is that what's crazy for a lot of stuff that when people die, the only time that like grief counselors and stuff get involved in me being that I've had family members that got murdered on the streets before. That's the only time that they get involved. But you need it regardless if someone gets gets dies from trauma or just regular death. Like you need to talk to somebody. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right, ladies. Another question. Mm-hmm. Is it ridiculous to mourn the loss of a pet? Mm, I don't think so. I got fluffy. Fluffy, anything happened to fluffy, I'ma lose it. Now, <laughs> but you know what the thing is? is that... <laughs> it's more about sometimes pets become a part of the family. You feel what I'm saying? Like a lot of these dogs mm-hmm. and cats, you be having them for 15 years. So it's impossible for the little nigga just pass away and you just go on with life. It's not like a fish and you had it for two months and and, and go de going. Hey, hey, it's hey, a- I've had my fish for two years. For two- Nigga, I'm surprised. If you got little, if you got little Goldie for two years, salute to Goldie. Normally, Goldies yeah. don't be that long lasting. Shit, I did good. I took care of a kid for four years. The fish better stay the fuck alive. Pets do become a part of the family. Like you coming in your door, you greeting this pet like it's a human being. So if they pass away, yeah, you gonna feel some sort of way. Men cried. Joe Buttons lost one of his dogs not too long ago. Like, bruh, these people are a part of your family. Do you had these pets? A lot of people before you even had the child that you have. Sure. So, yeah, I I don't find nothing wrong with grieving over a pet. As long as you're not like certain stuff, I'd be like, okay, like, we're going a little <laughs> bit too deep. Okay. And I I love Fluffy. Don't get it twisted. But I'm not gonna get no dog tattoo. Like, I I'm not gonna go that far. But I can't even fathom losing my dog because my mother is so in love with my pet. Mm. So it's like, if something happens to Fluffy, I'm going to have to get two caskets because she's on her way out like, they that tight. Oh, no. So when it is, I'm just thinking in my mind like, damn, all right, I have Fluffy for like maybe, maybe like eight years possibly. I'm like, so if I start seeing her get to that old stage, I'm going to have to bring in another dog to work my mother up to that new one. Cause that's the only way I think it's gonna. It's not gonna be fluffy, of course, but, bruh, surely not. That that's her BFF. Like she <laughs> calls me. Like you would see my parents would be outside of my house walking my dog together. Okay. <laughs> so the moms out there, and the dads, um, how did you explain to your child about death? Well, his father gave him the news first. And, um, he gets it for the most part. Um, he understands that, you know, grandma was sick and she went to heaven with God. So he, he'll say it, you know, he, he fully understands that, you know, grandma's not here, but what's, you know, uneasy about the situation is, now he randomly starts crying and I'm like, well, what's the matter? And he'll just say, you know, he missed his grandmother. So it's like, now we have to kind of reiterate, you know, 
grandma's not here because he starts to ask, well, you know, is she going to feel better? I'm like, she is better. She's in a better place, but you're not going to see her physically. So we, you know, we get him to pray. And then at that time when he does pray, he can speak to grandma. But I told him, you know, you don't have to be praying to speak to grandma. You can go and speak to grandma anytime you want. So, you know, that's, that's new trying to get him to understand, but, you know, eventually we'll go back out there to her grave site and sit with, uh, with him. So maybe that may help that sink in with him a little bit more that, Hey, yeah, you know, she's gone, but this is the place where we can come to visit her. And then, you know, we still keep her memory alive. You know, she's still in the conversation. We don't act like, you know, she never existed. Because they were really close. Yeah. So, yeah, it's rough. It you know. is. It is, too. And you know, the thing is that kids are, like, so much smarter than back in the day. You feel what I'm saying? I remember years ago when my little cousins, like, they just ain't grasped it at all. But kids just be super smart. Like, my, my little cousin, goddaughter, whatever, she's, like, like, six. She turned six in October. And she knows already, like, grandma, like, Nana lives in a cemetery. So we would randomly be driving and see cemeteries. And she's like, I want to, that's, that's Nana's house. I want to go see Nana. Yeah. Any yep. cemetery it is that she sees, her mind just already knows and that's where Nana lives. So, and, but she'll get upset. Like, why are we not stopping? That's Nana's house now. I want to go see her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So like, we'll see things on TV or like even in the store. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, that's grandma's. Grandma likes that. Or can we bring this to grandma house? And, um, you know, since she's, you know, no longer at her previous residence, um, you know, we have to go through that part of grieving with, you know, finding out what to do with her things and stuff. So my husband came up with the idea of since we have to go back there and take care of the final things. Um, why don't we have his birthday party there? So we all, you know, it made sense. So it'd be like, cause her house was like the party house. So it makes sense to have that one last hoorah there. And maybe that might help settle him out too. So this is all a experiment that should work out and we'll see. Okay, so ladies, do you think that women grieve more than men? I think we are naturally more emotional, like showing our expression more, but I can't say 100% like we're more, I think it's somewhat equal because some men, they are definitely like, they'll bust out in tears if they need to. I always say real men show tears. So I'm I'm more like 50-50. I think it may be. I think it depends on, I guess, who they lost. But I think women kind of, um, we handle it a little bit better in certain situations. Like I say, it depends on who the person was. But, you know, we're designed to be the rock of the family. Mm-hmm. We're designed to make it okay or make it confident and, you know, take care of our husband in that 
aspect of things. So, you know, it just being a rock and yeah, everything. It just mm-hmm. depends. I think it is for them. I agree, Brittany, of who it is. And mm-hmm. then it's like men are so even though there's some emo ass niggas, but ultimately it's just the the supposed to be that they're not emotional at all. So when it is that they be caring or when they hurt, they be deep into it. Right. They're fragile. Mm-hmm. They're fragile. Mm-hmm. Very That's much so. Fact. Very much so. So like you said, it depends who it is and if they actually gave a fuck. Because when niggas be giving a fuck, they be giving too much fucks. Like, calm down. <laughs> I need you to bring it down. Yeah, they I'm, turn. I'm the Especially female here. if it's a child, God Yeah. I tell you, I done had situations and I'm in it right along with the nigga and he boo-hoo and I'm like, yo, hold on. Give me a chance. I want to boo-hoo too. Okay, yeah. can I have the floor for? T- <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a man bust out in tears, and this wasn't even deaf, and I just dropped him like a hot potato. I'm like, whoa, there, wait a minute, nope, yeah. nah, I don't deal with emotions. It's- if he's a crybaby, that's one thing, but if he's not someone that be crying and boo, you know he's genuinely. Hurt. That's different. You know what yeah. I'm saying that's like different. you right. are, you are really hurt, sir, because I've never seen you shed a tear ever a day in your life. This shit really got you. Yeah, I would agree. So, before we get up out of here, do y'all have any other last words? Any church announcements? Anything? My, my church announcement, church announcement. No, my last words, man, is that <laughs> death. I mean, we can't, we can't surpass it. It's gonna happen. But just don't drown yourself. A lot of people do that with alcohol, liquor, and all that stuff. Even with me saying that I was trying to run away from it with traveling, like I, you gotta deal with it. You don't want to, but you have to. Anything that's temporary, it. it, it it's temporary, right? So you're gonna get smacked. You're gonna come down off that high. And that's what, guess what? You gotta you gotta deal with it. Right. That's just sitting all right over there. The place, right. You gotta travel all all over the place. But guess what? You gotta come home and, and you're gonna deal with it. And and people get caught up in doing stuff like that. Like, oh, it's too stressful. I'm going on vacation. It's good for the moment, but you coming back home to the bullshit. Right. Handle that's like bullshit, with any man. other problem. Exactly. Absolutely. Handle the bullshit. It ain't no. You, it's no escaping it. Got you copy one thing that i could pick up like sophie said that beautifully i was told that when you have moments when you think about your loved ones that's them visiting you sometimes and um yeah i just think that it's okay to not be okay again it's all right to just have nothing really good going on. It's all right to not be the one that everybody looks to to laugh. Sometimes you may need those people around you to make you laugh and help build you up. You know, sometimes it's okay not to be strong all the time, especially for my men out there listening, you know, and our ladies too, because we naturally are the rocks, but it's all right just to be human. You know, like the whole world was just crying over Kobe and his daughter and the people that we lost on that helicopter. So whether you know that person or not, it's all right. A life is a life. And live your life to the fullest, y'all. Word. You know what's, what's so crazy about you saying that? I just remembered that after it was and my grandmother died, like at her funeral, I didn't cry nothing. I was fine. But she came to me in the dream and just told me, like, Sophie, I'm good. I'm fine. I swear to you, that was the most scariest, beautiful thing that I ever fucking experienced in my life. Like, I woke up in tears 
because it's like, yo, was that just really you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creepiest, creepiest, most beautiful shit I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. That happened to me before too. It was just more of a nod, like a pretty, like a smile and a mm-hmm. nod. And then he disappeared. Crazy. And it's just like, what the fuck? Two days fuck? before my birthday, <clears throat> it solidified a month that we lost our cousin Rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. He passed away November 23rd. And I was contemplating back and forth if I really wanted to celebrate my birthday because I was just like, how do you celebrate something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But he visited me on the 21st. And my dream that I had, I was rushing out the house. And he was standing with his arms crossed, like he always do. And he was like, okay, you good? <laughs> and he kind of, like, caught me, like, oh, God. I'm like, yeah, Rabbi, I'm good. You straight? He like, yeah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> And when I woke up and I really, like, realized what I just dreamt, I was like, wow. And that's something that he always be like, yeah, I'm straight. You good? Like, yeah. And it just felt so real. And... I swear, I felt like that was his way of telling me, like, enjoy your birthday. Like, you know what I mean? I'm good. Is you Like, you know, you good? Because I really wasn't good that night when I went to sleep. I was just going through the emotions, you know? But mm-hmm. I woke up, like, really excited and happy. So, yeah. On a brighter note. Grieving, 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 grieving. Get something <laughs> <Yeah>. to drink. <laughs> and we gonna go ahead and get the hell up out of here. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. There you go. Like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see y'all niggas next week for another episode of.